Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us. Of course, I'm your gardening pal, Nathan Wilson. And as always, like I just said, I'm glad you're here because this is the time of year. This is the Super Bowl of the gardening world, is it not? Whether you are wanting to grow flowering perennials to give you beauty all summer, uh, spring, summer, and maybe into fall, or maybe you're growing a vegetable garden, getting it started maybe you're redoing the shrubbery the foundation plantings in front of your house or creating a new bed in your landscape this is this is the super bowl for gardening (laughs) you know i've always stressed over the winter months that you need to plant then plant your trees plant your shrubs plant your most perennials over winter but the weather's not conducive i get it We don't love to go out into the landscape when it's cold, when it's wet, when it's chilly. And so we tend to hibernate like bears indoors. And then when the nights and the days, particularly the days warm up, we all become infected with a terrible disease. Maybe it's even worse than the coronavirus. I don't know. (laughs) It's called spring fever. I've got a fever for spring because that weather just stimulates us. Yes, we, and as a matter of fact, I read an article, I think I shared with you last year. I read an article that there's some science to spring weather and how we respond. It changes, it changes us physiolo- physiologically, physiologically, I think that's the right word. It changes the way we act, the way we think. <laughs> we do spring cleaning, we do things, we get out, we, we want to move, we want to get about and so it is a real thing this spring fever i mean it's not like a terrible disease i shouldn't say that but it is something that affects us all so you know we think about planting raspberries and blueberries for those fresh delicious fruits in the summer maybe an orchard we think of all these things and we want to do them so we're going to keep talking about all things gardening as we always have no matter if the nights are warm or if the nights are cold or the days are warm or the days are short days are long it doesn't matter we're always talking about gardening here on the new southern garden and if you missed last week's program we did talk about perennial plants particularly some new varieties some new plants for 2022 they're not necessarily brand new some have been around for a few years but still there's some great plants from proven winners uh, that are being released new introductions that you can introduce into your landscape so if you've missed that show from last week of course you don't have to cry about it you can revisit that program and all of our programs online at newsoutherngarden.com and also on your favorite podcasting app on your smart device and follow us on facebook and instagram so if you have questions we can help you answer those as we get to the end of the month we will go to the mailbag and answer your questions 
and hopefully help you become more successful in your landscape endeavors. But this week, I thought we'd talk about some more plants. Why not, right? (laughs) It is a plant show after all. So we're going to talk about some of the most trendy and popular plants now, Uh, especially trending on the Instagram, the social medias. People love these flowers, and for good reason. They're quite blousy, very showy, very colorful, and also most are very fragrant. Couldn't get more more perfect than that, could we? Of course, we're talking about the peony. The peony, some people say peony, that's fine, but you can't say, well, you can say it either way, uh, as long as we know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> so peony, peony, peonies, peonies, however you want to say it, they are great plants. Now, there is a little misunderstanding here in the South. So a lot of folks have moved from uh, northeast and Midwest, and they've moved down here into the South. And back at home, where they originate from, they're used to growing peonies. As a matter of fact, uh, where you can find me throughout the week at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, there's a lot of customers who come in who say, oh, I used to live, I don't know, uh, Illinois or New York. And they talk about the peonies, but you just can't grow them here in the South. And that is a bit of false information. You can grow peonies here in the South, even though we sort of think they're hard and difficult. It comes down to um, really two main factors, and we're going to talk about uh, those in a minute. But we can grow the peonies here in the South. We can. We've just got to be thinking about these two things that we'll talk about. (laughs) So the peony plant makes a great addition to a perennial border. If you've got cat mints and ornamental grasses and uh, salvias and things, the peony is a great addition because they are that. They are perennial. They are herbaceous perennials, meaning that they will die to the ground over the winter, and then they will spring up with new life, new stems, with new flowering buds year after year. So they are a true herbaceous perennial. They don't form any kind of woody structure. Now, I'm going to mention we're talking about the herbaceous perennials, not tree peonies, not the uh, tree peony. There are, there's a strain of peonies from China uh, that are considered trees. They may climb four or five, some seven and eight feet tall, and they do form some woody stems. But the standard peony that we think of when we think of peony is the tree pe- uh, sorry <laughs> the herbaceous peony and that means they don't create a woody stemmy structure like a shrub even though most peonies will become two to three foot in height if they love where they are they might get a bit taller but that all of that growth happens in one season and so they spring up from the earth from their root from their tuber in the spring, and they put out this real green, fleshy growth that they bloom on. And so they can look bush-like, especially as they get older. But all of that growth dies back underground, and they hibernate, if you will. They go dormant for the winter. And so they are, like I said, a great addition to the perennial garden because you can treat them, in many cases, you can treat them like you would other perennials by trimming them back, mulching them well, and letting them sleep and pop up in the spring. So the herbaceous peony is what we're talking about. Now, let's go ahead and let me give you these really two main factors, two main factors, maybe three, uh, for having success with peonies in the South. Peonies, first of all, do like cold weather. 
As a matter of fact, some peonies have to have a long winter, a cold winter, in order to generate buds and bloom well. So in the South, we don't have these very long winters. We don't have these very cold winters. They are a cool season plant, if you will. They do like cold weather. And they don't love the extreme heat. So we'll talk about what happens to them um, in a minute when summer actually gets here. So with that in mind, knowing that they need, some of them need hours and hours, more hours than we could give them of cold weather over winter, we in the South, the first step is to make sure that we select plants that, first of all, bloom early, particularly uh, spring, maybe through May, the summer blooming types we really want to stay away from. We want to make sure that we are selective when we grow our peonies. So in other words, you can grow peonies here in the South, but we can't maybe grow all of them very well. But the early types, the early blooming types are the ones we want to go for. Now, of course, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, we sell, we have 19, and I'm going to describe uh, these plants by color today, but these 19 varieties this year that are perfectly suited for our climate and can perform well here. So if you are tempted to go online and buy bare root peony plants, which you can, be sure that you do some research first because the not every peony, like we said, not every plant that's listed online or in catalogs is going to do well here. So at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, we've sort of taken the guesswork out. We've already done the selecting, and the 19 varieties we sell are going to do well here. So go out and look for peonies anywhere, but make sure before you buy one or a hundred of them, especially a hundred, that you uh, do a little research and make sure that they are an early blooming type. So selection is the number one first thing to think about uh, in order to do well with peonies here in our southern gardens. Now the next thing, once we've selected the appropriate types for our area, the next thing to do is to make sure that they're in full sun. Peonies do like sunny sites. And as a matter of fact, the more sun it gets, the more it will bloom. Okay, now in the summer, they're going to respond a certain way to very uh, hot temperatures, but we're going to talk about that in a second. So make sure they're in the sun. If you have peonies planted in uh, copious or abundant amount of shade, you will find that the plants may be small. They will probably put out leaves, but they may not set really good buds if they set buds at all. So we've got to make sure that they're in the sun in order to generate enough energy to store up that then they can use to spring forth some lovely peony blossoms. So full sun is necessary even here in the south. Now with that being said, full sun is six to eight hours of direct sun. If you have a site that gets six to eight hours of morning sun from sunup to maybe noontime, that would be an ideal spot because you won't have to have them struggle through maybe the intense afternoon sun and heat that we get here in the south. So ideal, maybe morning sun, but definitely six to eight hours at least. Now with that being said, I have seen peonies grow, and actually at the nursery, they're, they're growing in pots and containers. And so we have them in a situation where they never get a lick of shade. They're completely in the sun from sunup to sunset, as soon as that sun tops uh, the trees, <laughs> drifts below the tree line, that is quite far away from where we keep them. And they do just fine. 
we've really not lost any because of sun. Now, the third step is after you have selected the right kind, after you have made sure your site is sunny, we've got to look at the soil conditions. See, peonies, they don't mind staying moist. But because most of the peony is a tuber, which is a very swollen underground structure, like a potato, if you will, because they are a tuber, they don't want to stay wet. Okay, there is a fine line between moist and wet. Moist means there is plenty of water available to the root, but there's also plenty of oxygen available to the root. So there's airspace as well in this soil. Now, a wet soil would be consistently wet, consistently full of moisture, and very little oxygen. Now, that can put them in a situation where those nice fleshy tubers start to rot. So in the south, we do have heavy clay soil, generally speaking, especially here uh, in the Piedmont above the fall line. Below the fall line, you have sort of sandy loam soils, which would be even better. But with the clay soil, we can hold on to moisture, and some areas may hold on to too much moisture and be considered boggy or wet soil. So when we're planting, we want to make sure that the site drains well. If it's a bog, don't even think about it. But if it's a site that drains fairly well, we can amend the soil as as we're planting or before we're planting. So using organic matter, a soil conditioner, mushroom compost, any kind of compost or manures, just to lighten the soil and enrich it and hopefully open up that clay so that we have more draining capability rather than water holding capability. All right. So with all that in mind, those are the biggest three things. Make sure you've selected the right variety, which, of course, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, we've taken the guesswork away. Number two, make sure it gets plenty of sun, full sun. And number three, make sure that the site, the soil itself, drains well, does not hold on to too much water, because those things, uh, either too much shade doesn't cause, doesn't give good blooming, or too much water can cause detrimental effects on the plant, particularly when we're talking about rotting of the roots, and nobody wants a rotty root system, that is for sure. So, with all that being said, I wanted to uh, start off today by talking about talking about the fact that yes we can grow peonies we just have to be selective and place them in the appropriate site considering light condition and soil condition now we've got to take a break but really the rest of the show today is talking about individual plants and the colors we're going to talk about these peonies color by color and all of the different variations that they have or that these peonies have that we can actually grow so hang on tight when we get back 19 colorful peonies for the south We'll see you in a second. Hey gang, do you sometimes feel like you are riding a lonely trail while gardening, all alone with no one to join in the fun? Well, join the new Southern Garden community today and find peace of mind by sharing your experiences, whether they be poor ones or successful ones. New Southern Garden is on Facebook and Instagram, so I'd love for you to friend, follow, like, share whatever it is we're doing these days. Also, you can check out our website at NewSouthernGarden.com where you can not only find every episode of the show ever, but you can also send us a question via our Contact Us page. It's never fun gardening alone, so get social with the New Southern Garden family and let's grow well.
Well, gang, it is that time of year when things are starting to bud out and bloom, and some of the earliest blooming uh, perennials in our landscapes are the peonies. Now, if you're just joining us for the program, I spent the first segment of the show today talking about making a case for growing peonies in the South. It's not that difficult. It's not that hard. It's just sort of misunderstood that for some reason we can't grow them. But we can. And uh, if you missed that first segment, be sure to check this program out online later today at NewSouthernGarden.com to hear all about the three most important and critical things to making sure that your um, peonies grow well here in the South. They are cool, cooler-loving plants. Excuse me. They are cooler-loving plants, but... With that being said, there are some things we can do to make sure that we are growing wonderful plants. Now, for the rest of the program, I want to talk about 19 different varieties of peonies that will do well here. I've already selected varieties in this list that are really no guesswork about if they'll survive or not. These have been selected for our site, our our location, and all you have to do is make sure you get the sun right and the soil right, and they should do very well. With that being said, I have also broken these down, these 19 plants, into five different color groups. We're going to talk about pink peonies, red peonies, white peonies, coral peonies, some of my favorites, and yellow peonies today. So, of course, uh, folks love pink. Pink peonies are just delicious, wonderful looking, and there are many different varieties and types to fulfill a beautiful pink in all different shades. So, the first one I want to talk about is called Bowl of Beauty. Now, I was familiar with this one from years ago. I found it in one of the box stores when I was just a kid, and it was in this little uh, plastic bag with a paper cover on the front that had a beautiful picture of this Bowl of Beauty peony. Now, Bowl of Beauty has a uh, literally a bowl of pink petals, and in the center are smaller, thinner petals that sort of look like a... Uh, a white buttery concoction okay so it's actually a bicolor you've got pink petals that are splaying out from the center of the flower creating this bowl it is true to its name a bowl and then in the center are these frilly very sort of creamy white flower petals uh, that are much thinner and it looks like whipped cream in the center it's really a cool attractive plant but it is definitely one that is, uh, like I said, bicolor, but I put it in the pink group because it's mainly grown for that pink color of the larger petals. But Bowl of Beauty is definitely a pink that you'd want to check out. Now, for the most part, folks, these uh, particular peonies are going to be in that two, maybe three foot height range, pretty much all the ones we're talking about. Now, that includes the flower. You know, it's got the peonies have a long stem with leaves on it. But, of course, uh, uh, up on the top is where your flowers are, right on the tip of these stems. And so the usually the green is very dark with the peony. And so any color is going to really stand out on that dark foliage. So Bowl of Beauty, a nice, uh, delightful little plant that has pink and white in the same plant. Now, The next one is called Edulis Superba, Edulis Superba peony. Now, these peonies, uh, they've been around for over 100 years. It's a very old-fashioned one, which is wonderful. They are actually wonderfully fragrant. You will find with some of these peonies, and I'll try to notate the ones that are super fragrant at least, most all have some kind of fragrance, some maybe not much, but then many are very, very fragrant, and Edulis Superba is one of those. So it has a double blossom. 
At Double Blossom, it looks almost like a bomb exploded. There are just petal after petal after petal. Some of the very old-fashioned or the uh, wild peonies that we would find uh, in China, they are single petals, just a few set of petals around uh, the stem. But this one, Edulis Superba, is one of the doubles, full of blossoms, and they are bright rose pink that sort of have this uh, collar um, with a smaller ivory petal at the heart of it. Okay, so it, it's mainly pink, but there might be just flecks or inflections of an ivory. Really, if you look at pictures online of Edula Superba, you don't see much of the ivory. It is a nice rose pink, very bright, and that one is going to be one of the true pinks, if you will. It's got great foliage and definitely one that will do well in our area. Now, there's one that's got an interesting name. I just love it. Gay Perry, the Gay Perry Peony. Uh, we have, did we grow, I don't know if we grew it last year, but we do have it at the nursery now. And the Gay Perry is a very uh, interesting one. It reminds me, Gay Perry reminds me of the first one we talked about today, Bowl of Beauty. It too has these uh, very pink uh uh, petals around the base of the flower, but in the center, it looks like a glob of creamy uh, whipped cream. I guess that's the best way to do it. Best way to describe it is right in the middle. So another bicolor. So if you look at the flower, you see this strong, bright cream ivory in the middle surrounded by very large pink petals. And I think that you would find that it is quite interesting and very fragrant, very fragrant. They too have strong stems and may not need staking. We um, didn't mention that, but peonies, they, if you can imagine, those green stems, even though they may be strong, sometimes the weight of the flower being on top of the stem can lay the uh, branches over. And so you probably want to look into, for some varieties, you'd want to look into a kind of staking system. And at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, we've really discovered that the grow-through grid is one of the best staking systems for peonies. It is basically a hoop with a grid in the middle of it, and it has legs. So this grid lays parallel with the ground, and it's setting on top of these uh, legs, and the plant can grow through the grid. The hooped grid, it can grow through it, and it gets just enough support through that grid to make sure the stems stand up. But gay peri is quite strong and maybe one that you don't necessarily need to uh, to stake. You could describe the gay peri and the bowl of beauty as sort of an anemone-shaped blossom because uh, they really are arranged, the petals are arranged much, much like the anemone. So let's keep talking about the um, the pinks, but I do want to mention one that is not as bright pink. This is going to be Paula Fay. Now, Paula Fay, I think that it's got a great name. It even sounds old-fashioned to me, but Paula Fay is sort of this um, shocking pink in a way. So instead of a rosy pink, you get a almost, almost neon because it is quite shocking. Now, it is a semi-double. So the Edulis Superba was chock full of blossoms, the petals. This Paula Fay, being a semi-double, has 
several petals, several rows of petals, but you can still see the center, the yellow center of the flower. And you will find that to be a very nice style flower, the semi-doubles, but it's not a full double, not a true double. Now, Paula Fay, being a very bright pink, will be quite attractive with any kind of purples in the landscape or maybe yellows, and it's very fragrant very fragrant, has very strong stems, and it may not need a whole lot of, of staking. Now, Sarah Bernhardt, uh, I looked her up, and she was a person. A lot of these plants are named after people. And Sarah Bernhardt was, I believe, a, an English poet, maybe in the 1800s. So it's an old plant. It's been around a long time, and it is one of the most dependable for the South. It, too, is a true double. I mean, it is looks like a David Austin rose, just packed full of flower petals. But they are a pastel pink. The Sarah Bernhardt is a pastel pink. And again, it is, is a, a bit fragrant. It does have a good fragrance to it. But it has been around a long time. It's tried. It's true. And I think that you will find that it is a delicious peony to add to any sunny garden site. Now, Raspberry Sunday peony, I considered it a pink. But um, it actually is a two-tone. Um, it has a, sort of a purple-pink fl flower blossom petal, but it's also got creamy ivory as well. And so I really wanted to put that with the pinks, even though it's got a touch of purple, like the name suggests, Raspberry Sunday. Uh, fairly good with fragrance, very double, sweet fragrance. Going to bloom mid-season, and it's just early enough for us to grow here in the South. So Bola Beauty, Edula Superba, Gay Perry, Paula Fay, Raspberry Sunday, Sarah Bernhardt are all nice pink peonies for the South. When we get back, we're going to shift to the reds, those bold colors, when we get back from this break. Hang on tight. Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is on the air. Your host, Nathan Wilson, with Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, is excited about providing information every gardener and non-gardener, homeowner, and apartment dweller can use. From vegetables to containers and compost to pruning shears, Nathan Wilson's new Southern Garden Show is here for you. Now here's Nathan. All right, gang, we are talking all things peonies today. You know, you may have heard that peonies do not grow well here in the South, but it's just not true. There are many peonies that don't perform well here in the South, but if we select them right, if we look particularly for the early blooming peonies, then yes, we can grow most of those here in the South as long as they're in full sun and as long as the soil they're planted in drains well. You do want to amend the soil around your planting hole for peonies because we want to make sure it's an enriched soil uh, that there's plenty of compost, manure, whatnot in that hole so it can retain moisture but also drain the moisture as well. Wet soil and peonies don't always perform well. Now while they're blooming, while they're growing, which is particularly this time of year, they're really popping out at the nursery, they may need a little extra water. And they'll let you know it because they will wilt, um, particularly in the hot part of the day. So you may check on your peonies in the afternoon after 
the intense heat is gone, which this time of year it's not very hot yet. But about five to seven o'clock, as the sun is getting low, if they're still wilting, then they may need a touch of moisture. So before the break, we were talking, we're taking these peonies color by color. We're talking about 19 colorful peonies for the South today. We've just discussed the pinks, which included Bowl of Beauty, Edulis Superba, Gay Paris, Paula Fay, Strawberry Sunday, and Sarah Bernhardt. Those are beautiful names and beautiful plants that you can add to your landscape. But now I'd like for us to shift into the reds. Red is that bold color. And there are many peonies that are in the red, but some of them are more true red and some of them are maybe to the side of magenta, right? A touch of purple in there, if you will. And that's where I want to start with this first plant called Albert Neva. Now, some people describe it as scarlet red. However, Albert Neva does to me look a bit more maybe magenta, a bit of a purple touch in there, just a shade towards the purple. Now, they are a double, which means full of flowers, full of petals. You won't be able to see the center of this plant. You know, all the peonies will have yellow centers in the middle, but some of them have so many petals that you can't even tell that those yellows are there, and Albert Neva is one of them. It is fragrant, it's very reliable, and um, it will have many side buds as well. You know, I've been talking that for every stem, or I've alluded that every stem of a peony has a bud right in the top, but some of these peonies can generate side buds with more blossoms. So if you're looking for a decent red peony and one that may have more than one blossom on a stem, Albert Neva is that uh, one to go for. Now, Albert Neva, again, is not maybe the true red, but I do want to talk about one that is very red, and that is Carl Rosenfeld. Carl Rosenfeld. Now, this one is another double, so you can't see the yellow centers. It's chock full of petals just packed in there, and it is a large red blossom. They do have very erect, upright stems that are going to have beautiful lush green foliage in sort of a rounded form. Some peonies are more elongated leaves, and some are more rounded, Uh, so that too is something to consider when you're uh, looking for certain peonies. Great cut flower, as most of these are, and it is a good background a background plant for maybe spring bulbs. You know, the spring bulbs, like the daffodils, are going to bloom first, but peonies usually start to pop up out of the ground, even though they don't bloom. They start to pop up out of the ground when daffodils are in bloom, and then, of course, they bloom starting now. So all of these peonies we're talking about are true early bloomers, but within the early blooming group, you have Early, early bloomers, early mid bloomers, and early late bloomers. And that takes us from about now all the way through May. Maybe the first week of June if you've got a late, (laughs) just a late bloomer, you know. But regardless, um, Carl Rosenfeld is not really towards the, uh, not really towards the magentas. It is a good, a really good red, as well as this next red, which has a wonderful name. I really don't know what it alludes to, but it is called Many Happy Returns. And I know in my uh, perennial plant book from 
college. <laughs> this one is listed. Dr. Armitage listed it into um, the peony group. Many happy returns. It is a hybrid peony. Some of these peonies have been crossed with other types of peonies to produce more spectacular something, whether it's spectacular foliage or plant form or flower color. And we're definitely going to talk about those hybrids when we get to the yellows. But this is a double, uh, not a huge flower, maybe medium size, not one of the oversized flowers, but it is a true double. So you don't really see the centers until the plants, uh, the flower starts to mature. But regardless, it is a rich cardinal red. Think about those cardinal birds that are flying around right now that is the kind of color you can get with many happy returns and i will say that it does just that it definitely returns year after year and we are very happy that it does but this is such a strong color um it's strong as sunshine you know and uh really puts on a good show uh for this time of year they haven't quite bloomed uh at the nursery yet right now we're seeing some of the coral colors which we'll talk about but this one is going to uh, start up in late spring, maybe early summer, further up north. But I would anticipate this one to be one of those um, later blooming for our areas, okay, sometime around May or so. So long-lasting, they can be greatly used in cut flower arrangements, which we love to do with uh, peonies. And so that one, again, many happy returns. Now, one of the really good reds, another good true red, all right, this is... I don't know if I should say blood red or not, but this one is called, uh, it's easy, red charm, okay, red charm. They do have huge, rich red flowers and are made up of a single row of outer petals that surrounds an explosion of smaller, ruffled petals in the center, which keep opening as the flower continues to open. So this is sort of one of those balm type. We have large flowers around the outside with those frilly, ruffly flowers, petals in the middle, and they just keep opening and showing off that balm of exploding red uh, as they continue. It is an early one, but again, that's about what we can work with, our earlies. Uh, I guess in the nursery, we see them maybe in the mid-early group. So this one could be used... Um, to have some flowers between April and May. Now, keep in mind that you can extend, even though peonies bloom in the spring and they're done, they're not going to do anything else as far as re-blooming. They're not like a rose. You do want to stagger your peony selection so that you have some early blooming ones, some middle blooming ones, and some late blooming ones as well. So you can get at least eight weeks, maybe nine or ten uh, weeks of bloom from several different plants, okay? You know, just because a plant doesn't constantly bloom doesn't mean it can't be enjoyed. I would say that it's these kinds of flowers that only bloom once at one time of year that are probably maybe even more prominent in the landscape because there's always a waiting. If we've got maybe 10 weeks of blooming for peonies, we've got 42 weeks where we're waiting and anticipating blossoms. And that anticipation makes the blooming all the much better, all the much better. So with that in mind, these are your reds. Albert Neva, which tends to be a red, maybe magenta, Carl Rosenfeld, Many Happy Returns, and Red Charm. Those last three are going to be true red as far as I can tell, and they will be very dependable. They've been uh, planted in the South for many years, and we know that they're going to perform well. 
So now let's completely go to the opposite end of the color spectrum, if you will, and let's talk about some more bright white colors. The white peonies can be just as impressive as uh, very rich colored peonies, dark, the pinks, the reds, the corals, but the white ones, you know, there's something about a plant with green leaves and white flowers that's just classic. If you are growing a white garden where every plant is white, these will definitely be great additions to that because, of course, that white at the moonlight hour can just capture the light from the moon and sort of make the area glow after the sun has gone down. So white on green, just like, say, gardenias, you know, the white uh, fragrant blossoms on a gardenia plant on that dark, glossy green leaf is really impressive. Now, the first white is not just white. It's actually quite unusual. This is an Ito hybrid. Now, Ito hybrids, we're going to talk about again, but Ito hybrid is a cross between herbaceous peony and tree peony. They tend to be quite vigorous because they're a hybrid, and also they have sort of a blue-green leaf. It's very attractive. Now, this Ito hybrid, Cora Louise, she has a very open flower, so we see the yellow centers, uh, but it could be considered a double, a semi-double, I suppose is the te technical term for the peony here. Semi-double, so perfectly um, spread around the center of the flower with a double row of petals. It's lightly fragrant, so not one of the heavier uh, blossoms, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but it does have white petals with a dark lavender flare in the center. And that's sort of a classic thing for Itos because we're going to talk about a yellow Ito hybrid that has a red flare. But this is a purple, a lavender, dark lavender. I, I, I call it purple center um, a set of petals. And so it's a two-tone, but the majority of this one is white. You will find that this is quite a vigorous plant and could have up to 50 blooms in a single season, especially as the plant matures year after year, you will see more and more blossoms. It would be a wonderful addition to a spring bouquet, maybe adding in some purples or some kind of yellow to kind of uh, stand off that yellow center, if you will. But Cora Louise, a true hybrid and a wonderful white with that lavender center. Now let's talk about one of the most fragrant peonies that I've probably ever put my nose to. That's Duchess de Namur. I guess it's a nice French word, but Duchess de Namur. Now this one has been around quite a long time, at least a century and a half, at least 150 years. And it's still one of the most popular peonies, especially for the South. It has a double bloom, so you cannot really see the center, the yellow centers. Now, it is a white, but I would push it towards, I would push it towards um, the cream with maybe just a touch of yellow at the base. And the inside petals are quite ruffled, uh, which really helps them to warm up and, and kind of glow a bit, if you will. So almost two-tone with white and cream. Now, again, I want to stress for Duchess de Namur, she is one of the most fragrant, one of the most fragrant, and to me, one of the best uh, ivory, ivory white on green that I have ever seen. Here's another old-fashioned one is Festiva Maxima, but she has proved her worth over time. Festiva Maxima is a nice white with a red fleck in the center of the blossom. So you get just a touch of red, and I think that's probably why we are always attracted to this and keep coming back for more. Uh, again, large flowers, very fragrant, um, and of course, um, this one is going to have double 
rows of petals. So it's very, very impressive in the landscape. Now, the last one that I want to talk about that's in the white group is gardenia. It's not a pure white, but it is a white with just a blush of pink. So it's more white than it is pink, but it's just a blush, just a little bit of a blush. Now, it does get its name gardenia because it has a sweet fragrance, much like the gardenias that we grow in our shrub borders. So creamy white blossoms, very light a pink blush and golden centers, and it is going to be quite fragrant. So Cora Louise, Duchess de Namur, Festiva Maxima, and Gardenia are four great white peonies for the South. Now, when we get back, we're going to my favorite color group, the corals, the corals. So when we get back, coral peonies for the South. Hang on tight. Hey gang, it's Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to the New Southern Garden Podcast. Of course, I love providing you with horticultural information to get you growing and growing well. But sometimes you need more than just information. You need plants. So I'd love for you to join me at Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But you can find more than just me, of course. (laughs) At Lanier Nursery and Gardens, you can browse through our wide selection of ornamental trees, glorious shrubs, and colorful perennials and annuals. And I want to thank all our listeners who have already made the trek to Lanier Nursery. It's been a pleasure to meet you and hear your gardening stories. We've got a wonderful crew of folks who are just itching to help you grow your best garden ever. So check out LanierNurseryGardens.com for more information and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Now let's get growing together. Well, gang, today we are taking uh, peonies color by color and talking about them and adding them to our landscape. Why? Why are we talking about peonies today? Because this is the start of their blooming period. As a matter of fact, at the nursery, at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, where you can find me throughout the week, we've got these 19 varieties we're talking about today, and they've already started. And this next group of color that we're going to talk about is one of the earliest to bloom. As a matter of fact, most of the time, the coral-colored peonies. Coral-colored peonies tend to be some of the early, early varieties that we can grow here in the South. And I've seen them try to start to bloom, uh, you know, halfway, sort of end of March, right? If the weather is right, now we sort of have to protect them if we have a late frost and freeze, which we probably should mention before we leave today. But coral, let's talk about the coral peonies. Now, coral is that strange color combination, right, of sort of pink and orange. I think it's quite attractive. And when you use corals in the landscape, you can probably add whites to them, but stay away from maybe adding pinks, or reds, especially the reds. I think the coral and pink might work out if it's the right hot pink, uh, like an Albert Neva or uh, a bowl of, not bowl of beauty, the Gay Perry, Paula Fay, Paula Fay, that's the one, Paula Fay that we talked about. But regardless, the corals are one of my favorite. I just love the way they demonstrate their flowers and present them in the landscape. The first one is called Pink Hawaiian Coral. Pink Hawaiian Coral is one of those first peonies to bloom and it is a multiple award-winning peony uh, which I don't follow award plant awards too much but regardless it is a semi-double 
And I'm going to actually read a description for you. Imagine glowing semi-double coral pink blossoms gradually opening to reveal their yellow centers and fading to soft apricot pink as they mature. Irresistible. The pink Hawaiian is fragrant, and again, they do come up on strong stems that are really going to stand out in your landscape. The next one that I love, that I love is Coral Charm probably one of my favorites it too is one of the earliest to bloom very early semi-double who has these deep coral buds the bud before it even opens is super attractive it's this nice deep coral with a base of green around it it's just wonderful and as a matter of fact somebody describes it as flowers like glowing chalices of smooth coral peach and that's the key here coral charm Starts out coral and then slowly fades to peach before it sort of gets to a white as it completely fades. So coral to peach is the um, thing to think about when we think about coral charm. Now the next one is another coral and it's called coral sunset. Coral sunset. So very similar blooming period. Coral sunset starts out with those nice deep coral buds and as they open and gradually mature they sort of shift to a coral yellow so coral charm goes from coral to peach but this coral sunset like the name suggests is like a sunset it goes from coral and then down into the yellows like you're watching the sun drop below the horizon now this one's modestly modestly fragrant so not a super fragrant we don't find the corals to be super fragrant like some of the whites and maybe some of the pinks but regardless again very strong stems it may not even need staking uh, but just to make sure any of your peonies don't drag their heads on the ground their beautiful blossom heads you may want to use those grow through grids Um, so again the corals pink hawaiian coral coral charm and coral sunset they tend to be some of the first ones to open and then they just set off the peony season in the right direction and they show out for a few weeks um, in the early spring now we were talking about those ito hybrids and i want to transition from coral to the yellows you see to find a yellow To find a yellow peony is kind of hard. It's easy to find whites, it's easy to find reds, it's easy to find pinks. But to find a real yellow is kind of tough. But with hybridization and crossing, we've been able to do it. Now we talked about an Ito hybrid, which is again a cross between a herbaceous peony and a tree peony, which can get quite large. Uh, We can't grow too many of those in the South, but I think we should always try. We should always try to grow new things. But the yellow, the the first yellow I want to talk about is one of these hybrids, and it's called Bartzella. What a wonderful name, Bartzella. Believe that the Ito hybrids uh, were bred by a Japanese man named Ito, which is how they get their name. So Bartzella, sort of uh, reminiscent of Godzilla, I guess, maybe. That's always what I think about it. Because it is more robust, it's probably going to push three to four feet tall, uh, especially in a place where it loves it. But the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing are the petals, the color of this flower. They're very large. Some of these I have seen uh, customers who have bought these from us at the nursery. Some people have sent us pictures of Bartzella in bloom, and they're bigger than their hand. They can't even hold the entire blossom in their hand. It's so large. But bright yellow, sometimes almost a bit neon yellow. And then right in the middle, right in the middle is this slight red center stain, uh, which they stand on 
these straight stems, very rigid stems, very um, sort of a blue-green, almost ashy green leaf. So it can be quite, uh, quite uh, pleasant just to look at. And then the flowers do have this sort of spicy scent. So maybe not one of the most uh, flowery fragrances like some of the peonies have. But this one, the Bartzella, has that spicy fragrance, bright uh, semi-double flowers, I guess, because you can see the center. But then right at the center is this red stain. It's very attractive. Now, that is a bright yellow. But I want to talk about a new yellow that we've been carrying uh, at the at Lanier Nursery and Gardens. It's called Lemon Chiffon. Lemon Chiffon. And just like Lemon Meringue, it is not a neon yellow. It is going to be more of a creamy yellow. It is that true Lemon Meringue look. I, I wish they would have called it Lemon Meringue, but they called it Lemon Chiffon. Probably because it's quite roughly. It's quite roughly. The petals, it's a full-on double. Uh, just a double-double, I would say. But it does have a strange yellow that we've not been able to see with many peonies. They do have very uh, rigid stems and maybe just slightly fragrant, but they are one of the most impressive flowers because they're quite large. They're quite large and they are blooming right now. So they're one of those early, early types. So if you need something early, early, start with the corals or this lemon chiffon yellow. So again, the yellows uh, encompass Bartzella and Lemon Chiffon. Those are two that I would say would be worthy of planting here in the South. And of course, they're easy to find uh, probably online. I was looking at some prices online. And I'll say that we've been able to get a better price for a bigger plant uh, than you could find online at Lanier Nursery and Gardens. I don't want this to sound like a commercial, but we probably are at Lanier Nursery and Gardens, probably one of the, uh, probably the premier place to find peonies in the South. So peonies also are going to partner well with things that bloom in the summer. One of the best color combinations and best flower combinations is to use peonies along with roses because when the peonies are done blooming, the roses are just starting. I've already mentioned things like salvia, maybe some ornamental grasses uh, and things. Just mix it up. Make sure the colors look good together. But remember, the peonies bloom really before anything else. And so with all that being said, if you mix them with roses, roses will continue uh, to bloom throughout the rest of the summer, even after the peonies have faded. So gang, don't be discouraged by that myth that we can't grow peonies here in the South. We can. We've got to, number one, select the right kind. Number two, make sure it's in full sun. Number three, make sure the soil is well-drained. And get as many colors as you can possibly get of these peonies because they're going to keep blooming uh, for at least eight to ten weeks if you select them right. Well, gang, for New Southern Garden and WRWH, my name's Nathan Wilson. Hoping you grow well and stay well. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at LanierNurseryGardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com. Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.